a, a gift, a special gift offering for Pete and Barbie. Um, so I'm going to get moving with our, our, um, what I've got to share today. Um, but as that's coming, uh, John, I wherever you went. I forgot to mention that to you. I apologize. That was my responsibility. So um, so that's going to happen. We're going to move forward. I'm sorry. I'm going to go pretty quickly. So if you can stick with me, that would be great. We're going to continue in our uh, study on uh, spiritual disciplines. Um, and what we're doing uh, for this is this is our method for how we are going to accomplish the mission of branches in 2019 is we want to see the transformation of Warsaw. We want to see the kingdom of God come and see lives changed. We want to love God. God, we want to love others, and we want to make disciples. But we believe that we need a solid foundation to be able to move into that um, opportunity and those um, behaviors that will make that happen. If you remember Tom sharing the uh, analogy of being on a fishing boat and having a cannon pointed off a side, and if you don't have a strong structure, you shoot the cannon from that uh, fishing boat, and it's just going to tip right over. So we need that strong foundation so that we don't find ourselves in deep trouble. So um, that's what we're working on, these spiritual exercises. Um, that help us to become more like Christ. So um, what's important to understand in that is that when we engage in these things, that doesn't do anything special, like it doesn't save us, it doesn't give us good graces with God. All it is, is all it's about is about moving into deeper intimacy because of how great our God is, and we love him for it, and we want to then make this become a regular habit as we grow deeper in a relationship with him. Here's how I think about it. Um, I've always been the kind of person who, uh, when I latch on to something that I'm excited about, I really just go in all the way. Um, I think Mara can probably attest to that. Um, so in high school... I played street hockey with my friends, and from the first time I went out and did that, um, I just loved the sport. So we would go, and we'd go out to a, a church or a school parking lot, and we'd park our cars out, turn the lights on, and um, play until the cops told us to leave. And um, then we'd go find another parking lot. Um, so I would just dream about street hockey. Every chance I had, I'd put my skates on. Um, at home, uh, my parents are here today, but at our house growing up, uh, there's this um, small cement area down over an overhang, um, about like two-thirds the length of this stage and about maybe 10 feet deep. And I would use this as my practice space, so it's pretty narrow. So I would like skate as fast as I could to one side and do a hockey stop and go back to the other way. And then I'd you know, get that down and I'd go backwards and do the same thing. And then I'd think, oh, can I get faster turnaround if I do it this way. You know, um, I love the feeling of, of uh, handling the puck and just skating around with all of that. Um, just couldn't get enough of it. So one day I uh, saw this hockey player. I don't remember who it was or where it was, but do this move. And um, as a defenseman was coming at him, he was carrying the puck and he dropped the puck between his legs, which kind of distracted the defenseman. And then as he skated forward, he kicked the puck off to the side that would give him the chance to go around the defenseman. Also gives strength on this leg so that you could move around them quickly and, and catch the puck on the outside and get around the defenseman. And I thought that was beautiful. Like I had to be able to do that. So I went home and in my little space, I'd work and work and work. And there was something about the finesse of that that was just what I loved. So one day I'm playing hockey with my friends and this defenseman comes up toward me and uh, without even thinking, I drop the puck and kick it out to the side and I move around. He was like distracted by it, went for the puck and then saw that it was past him and then his weight shifted to the back and he fell on, on his back and like smacked his, his stick on the ground. He was all angry. This was, this was my uh, Mighty Ducks triple deke moment. Um, so I went on past him and yeah, this, uh, 
current pop culture reference check. Um, so I love the movie. Um, so yeah, Mighty Ducks 5, Hawks 4, I won. It's a great movie. Um, you should watch it. It holds up. But anyway, so the whole point is I loved it. I loved just the whole experience, but I never set out in order to take down this defenseman. I never set out in order to score that goal. All I did is participate in this, this practicing because of how much I loved that process. And that's what we're doing with our spiritual disciplines is um, we're just doing this because of a deep love for what God is doing that moves us into these behaviors. And as a result, when we go out, our mission is accomplished. So today I'm going to build on what uh, Tom was talking about last week, talking about solitude with a particular form of solitude called reflective prayer. So let's go ahead and look at a simple definition for that. Um, This is just a prayerful conversation with God. It's a way to recognize his presence in your daily life. This is really an ancient practice that's all about a two-way conversation with with God. We can see examples of this all throughout the Bible. From the Old Testament, you've got Joshua um, repeatedly talking about meditating, spending time thinking on all the amazing things that God has done, and that moves him into a trusting relationship for his future. Um, You can move into Psalms and David speaks constantly about thinking about what God has done and meditating on his goodness and all of that. And um, into the New Testament, you find a lot of practical um, examples as well. I did pull up a couple verses just to highlight a couple things about reflective prayer for us this morning. Uh, This first one, this is uh, Philippians 4, 8, and 9. It says, And now, dear friends and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And keep, sorry, my screen, there we go. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing then the God of peace will be with you. Um, This is an important passage because I think it paints the whole picture of the process of reflective prayer. Um, So uh, it's more than just reading, but it's actually about a reflection on our world. And it includes biblical reading. In fact, we're going to talk, but it's not the same as study. We're going to talk about study in a couple weeks, but it it can include participating in reading your scripture, but it's not, not, um, not completely about that. It's also about God's engagement with our life, but it also moves us into a two way relationship. Relationship. What I really like about this passage is um, God's involved in this process. You can see that there's a promise involved in our action and spending time with God. Then the God of peace will be with you. One more passage I want to look at. This is Psalms, uh, Psalm 77, 11 and 12. 12, and it says, boy, this is slow on me. I'm sorry if you can pop in and, and go on that um, It's there now. But then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. And this is great because it talks about that desire like the hockey thing. You know, it's this, this passion for all that God has done. I just can't stop thinking about it. Everything that I am is consumed by all the goodness of God, and it moves us into um, into what we are as children of God and participating in the kingdom of God. So just a couple passages. Again, there are a lot of them to look at related to this, but I want to get into the practical with the time that we have. So first, before we get into it, um, there are benefits in uh, participating in reflective prayer. So I want to go through a few of those really quickly. First, um, the world is difficult. 
there's pain and suffering around us. Um, there's uh, times, I don't know if you've ever felt like you've been in a time where you're just not hearing from God. And I wonder sometimes, I know I have, uh, if, if when we're in difficult times, because that pain and suffering, the things we endure in this world are very real, but sometimes we can be so clouded by those realities that we miss that God is actually active and we feel alone, but we're really what's happening is we're just missing out. So I think what reflective prayer does is it gives us a chance to step back and look above and see God engaging in our world. We find hope. Um, we find his behaviors and actions that contribute to good things around us. So reflective prayer is a tool to help us get an opportunity to recognize how God is engaging in our world. Second, um, your relationship with God deepens, uh, just like going to a gym and working out strengthens your muscles as we participate in reflective prayer. Our relationship with God deepens. Um, this is uh, actually a study I found, which I thought was really cool. Um, this is online. Dr. Katherine Johnson did this uh, study called Lectio Divina, which we'll talk about as a form of reflective prayer. Lectio Divina as a catalyst for spiritual growth. And this is a, a case study where she took 38 individuals who participated in a six-week study using Lectio Divina as a pers- in their personal prayer time. And of those, 95% reported a, a deepening in their relationship with God. So... Um, um, it's cool that we're, we're doing something that does help us to move into that, that, um, that deeper relationship. And uh, I think there's evidence for us to believe that will happen for us if we participate in it. Um, next, another benefit is things happen when we pray. Um, and a good example might be uh, Luke nine twenty nine, uh, up on the mountain with Jesus, Peter, James, and John. We read this as he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered. This is Jesus' appearance, and his robes became white and glistening. And I know that's kind of a, an extreme example, but the reality is there is when we participate in our prayer with God, what we are doing is we are aligning ourselves with the divine. And when we do that, we um, his presence begins to work in and through us. We participate physically in the outflowing of his work in the world and this kingdom of God that we talk about. And that is the place where things happen. That's where lives change. That's where miracles happen is as we engage and participate in God's presence in our world. So if you are in a place where you feel like, I just don't see God moving in, this world, in our world, this is a tool to help you get into that place for us to begin not only to see, but to actively participate in what God is doing through our reflective prayer. And then finally... Maybe um, this in particular, I think, is interesting if you might, have, uh, might be struggling with doubt um, in participating in, in all of this, but in reflective prayer as well, in all of our uh, trans- spiritual transformation things, is um, reflective prayer has health benefits. Reflective prayer has health benefits. And um, I found this study, this is, uh, was posted in, by NBC News, so this is not a Christian outlet. And they posted a piece called, This is Your Brain on Prayer and Meditation. How does the ritual, regardless of personal faith or intention, affect our behavior? Deeply, experts say. So they interviewed um, Dr. Spiegel, who's an associate chair of psychiatry and behavioral sciences and medical director of the Center of um, Integrative Medicine at Stanford University School of Medicine. And um, in this study, so she said that prayer involves deeper parts of the brains, the medial prefrontal cortex and the posterior cingulate cortex. This is the mid front and back portions of the brain that she said were um, the part of our brain that is involved in self-reflection and self-soothing. So the study that they did is they took a a number of people who were um, engaged with Alcoholics Anonymous and they had them um, move into an MRI machine. 
And uh, in, underneath the machine, they showed them pictures of alcohol and other things that would be triggering for them. And they could watch their brain respond with a desire for their addictions. And then what they did is they removed those pictures and then they had them pray. And the results of the scan started to show their brain changing and, uh, their, in, in correlation with the reduction of their pangs for, um, for their desires. So when we pray... God moves and soothes and changes actually our body chemistry that results in something physical. It's good for us to be moving in this place. I think it's sort of interesting to think that it's like we were meant for intimacy with God. It's like this, God, this thing that we call our creator designed us in a particular way to be engaging with him in a deep way. The very thing that he wants from us most is the thing that is good for us. Um, so if, uh, if you're struggling with your doubt or anything else, just... Uh, maybe just start with doing this for health benefits. It's a good thing to participate in. So let's move into how we do it. Have a couple methods. This isn't a, um, an exhaustive list, um, but it will help us um, just kind of get started with things. And maybe not all of these methods are going to be right for you, um, but it'd be good for, for you to try and see what might be the best way forward. And uh, these first two items are actually... Uh, um, uh, suggestions from a pastor I met with with this uh, during this past week. So I, he may end up listening to this. Just wanted to mention, thanks, man. Um, so the first one is written and crafted prayers. Actually, um, w- what he talked about was how we often pray in these kind of freestyle, as they come kinds of prayers, which is good. Um, but if we think about prayers that have been written and we participate in things, it's a different kind of process when we pray. So the b- biggest example might be the Lord's Prayer. Uh, we, sent, we read it earlier today. This is something that has been prayed by the church because of the example that Jesus gave us to pray. Now we participate in this prayer, and instead of having to write our own prayer, we participate in a deeper level with something, um, finding deeper spirituality, deeper connection with God, because we don't have to create it. We just get to participate in it. We get to join with all the church that has prayed this prayer throughout history, and uh, it's a beautiful thing for us to move into these pre-prayed or pre-written prayers, these crafted prayers. So um, that's a good way to move into things. I have uh, some resources I'll share with you later of some pre-crafted prayers that you could use in your time of reflective prayer. The second um, second way we can do this are these are called breath prayers, and um, these are these are have been around for a long time as well. Um, arrow prayers; these are short, simple prayers that contain a truth for us to embrace and repeat. So, uh, most popular example of this might be, "Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner." Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. So you just spend time in solitude repeating this prayer, letting it become something that is centered to who you are at that time, and it begins to be part of your daily routine. If if I spend time, 10 minutes, thinking uh, about a God who is merciful and loving, and it becomes part of something that will come back to my memory throughout my day, it will impact how I engage with my coworkers, with my family. A great way for you to meditate on the truth of of God um, with just a simple, simple little phrase to participate in. The next one, Lectio Divina. This is just Latin for divine reading. Um, This is a way for us to allow scripture to be a part of our reflective prayer process. Again, it's not the same as deep study. Um, that That is a different practice. But what it is, is taking a small passage and allowing God to communicate directly through that time. So usually it involves a time of reflection, then moving into praying, uh, praying through a passage a number of times, asking God, show me something that you want to show me through this time, and uh, meditating on what God might have you uh, have for you during that time. Um, so that could be just a word or a feeling or something particular that he wants to put his finger on and help you in deepening your relationship with God. 
And then the last thing, this is um, just a simple thing. There's often times where I, I really know the areas of my life where I need to put, put some work into or make adjustments. Um, but the problem is often I just don't take the time to just ask and listen. So a simple way for you to move into reflective prayer is just spend time asking God and listening to what God might have for you in that time. So just some simple ways to start moving through uh, things. I want to give you a little bit of structure um, into how to, to do some of these first steps if this is new for you. Um, and uh, you'll have an opportunity with your life groups as well to move through this. Uh, but not to be outdone by Tom. If you remember a couple weeks ago, he came up with an acronym to help us in moving into this practice. Uh, KKEG, um, standing for Commit, Connect, Express, and Give. That's, that's what our whole process of this, of this, uh, this um, study is about. Uh, so mine won't be maybe not as sophisticated as KKEG. We love you, Tom. Um, but here's what I came up with for the, the steps for us to move into reflective prayer. Uh, just a sentence, consistent prayer facilitates affinity. Consistent prayer, a pattern that we can develop of engaging with God in prayer. Um, it facilitates affinity or love. It deepens our relationship with God and moves us into deeper intimacy with God. So those are the stages for reflective prayer that we can follow as connect, present, focus and ask. Consistent prayer facilitates affinity. So the connect time, this is just when you slow yourself down, when you get yourself into a place where you can move into a conversation with God. I would think of this as like if I'm meeting someone for coffee, there's always that dance that you play when you come in. Well, first you got to give each other permission to go and get coffee and get everything set and you come and you find the right chair and then you move because it's too loud in that corner or something like that. It's all of the, the, the details. You get yourself into the place where you can begin to hear from God. And then second, present. This is like the small talk that happens in the in your, your coffee meeting. You got to get through the, how's your day going? The weather is great and all of that. And what this is, is just after you're in that space, um, you're where you can hear from God. Now it's just telling God what's going on. Not a list of requests, but just getting to where you can begin to hear from, from him. So connect, present, um, and then focus. Focus your intention on God and the truth that's going to be presented in whatever method you use to go into your f- reflective prayer time. So this is really starting to get into that conversation, allowing God to begin to speak to you. And then finally, ask. This is, this is the acceptance of that communication that you receive from God, asking God for, you to, for help to believe the truth and visualize what he would have you to do with that. So let's say in your focus time, you might be focusing on uh, saying, God, I agree with you. I praise you for your goodness. Um, in the ask time, you might start to ask, help me to believe that. Help me to understand what that looks like in application and in my life and in my day. So following these steps, I think will will help you in getting moving in your practice of reflective prayer. We're going to um, move to a time that we're going to practice one of those. But before we do, I want to I give you some tools to help you along the way. So uh, the first is um, a list of those breath prayers. I really think that's probably the easiest way for us to begin practicing reflective prayers, those short simple truths that we can reflect on and ask God to help us to make part of our lives. So I want to give you a tool I found online. And um, Terry, I don't know if that, is that going to be distributed at all with the life groups? Not that it has to be, but we'll do it. Okay, great. Um, I'm also going to post it on the website with the message so you can download that at any time if you need. So the, that list is, is helpful. Um, 
That wasn't a demand, Terry, just a, okay. Um, the second, uh, this is a, a book that I, I had a friend introduce me to of written prayers. They're short, they're digestible, great way to get into reflective prayer by reading through a pre-written prayer. This book is called Odd to Heaven, Rooted in Earth, Prayers by Walter Brueggemann, who's a really uh, great theologian. Um, beautiful, beautiful, deep prayers um, that are based completely on scripture. I definitely recommend that's going to be a little bit of a purchase, but definitely worth digging into. Uh, Odd to heaven, rooted in earth. And then the last one, um, the Praise You Go app. I learned about this at the um, Vineyard Leadership Summit a year and a half ago, I think, something like that. Uh, It's a free app. I know it's on iOS. I don't know about Android um, so you can look. I don't know just because I don't have one. I didn't look. But if it's there, you should get it. It's, it's, it's fantastic. They're about 10, 10 minutes or so each prayer. It's prepared for you. It takes you through the Lectio Divina process. So they have, um, have a time of quiet, reflective worship with some music going on. That's that connect and present kind of phase. Moves you to a place where they then read passages to you and ask you some questions. And they read the passage again. And you just go a little deeper and then end with a time of, of response. Um, great, great app. So I'd recommend that. Those are just some great practical ways for you to get started in addition to what you're going to do in your life groups as we begin to practice those. It's not too late to join a life group, I think, right? We can, uh, if you want to get involved, uh, join. So here's what we're going to do to end. Um, I want to take a little bit of time for us to practice some reflective prayers. So we're going to work through one of those arrow prayers, uh, one of those breath prayers. So um, the team's going to come forward. They're going to play some music and help us to move into this place. I'll guide us through this a little bit and um, just encourage you to let this time be something that is designed for communication with God. We want to hear what he has for us. We want to ask and receive and apply something deep as we move into that deeper intimacy that will prepare us for partnering with his work to see the kingdom of God revealed. So um, it could be that God has something to show you from this phrase. It could be that God wants to work in another way. So as we pray through this, be listening, be sensitive to what it is. And then after we spend this time, um, depending on what, how long this goes, the worship team, oh, well, regardless, we're going to move into a time of response. Here at Branches, we have uh, a prayer response time. We have a prayer team that will come up. They'll be here available. Um, as God is pointing something out to you, I just want to encourage you, regardless of what it is, that you would take advantage of this time. If it's a positive thing to come up and celebrate with the team how God is moving in your heart and guiding you, if it's a, something that you need help with, if it's something that God wants to remove a barrier between you and relationship with him, then come up and have the team pray with you uh, through that. Um, if you just want to pray with something because with someone because maybe you are struggling with doubt and you want to you want to get into um, you want to see the results of of our practice of spiritual formation come up and pray for that as well so um, don't miss out on the opportunity pray as we have it so let's uh, go ahead and stand with me uh, the team's going to play some music um, if it's helpful to hold your hands out this is a place a posture where we are asking to receive from God if that's comfortable for you go ahead so uh, let's close our eyes God. We want you. We're going to spend a few moments in a stage of connecting. Uh, We begin to remove the things around us that are distractions. Not thinking about the people around us, but we're only focusing on the glory of our God.
now we move to, to present, and this is just a time to tell God where you are in all this process. Tell him, you know, how you feel about it. Are you excited about it? Are you frustrated that we're doing this? Do you want to see him move? For us to focus, let's, let's focus on this phrase. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Repeat that phrase. Be still and know I am God. Maybe think about different emphases as you repeat it. Be still and know that I am God. still and know that I am God. Think through that phrase just a few more times, but this time, these times be asking God, what do you want to show me with this statement? What do you want to teach me? Maybe ask God then, um, how will this truth impact my day? What will tomorrow be like if I really believe you are God? What will tomorrow be like as I'm still in your presence? spend a few more minutes thinking through this, this uh, prayer so we say we are still and we know that you are God and um, if God has shown you something, if God is pointing something out in your life um, if you just want to join in prayer again we have our prayer team up here this is an opportunity to respond